episode of Heroes And. If you're just checking in, this is a podcast where we talk about heroes and movies, comic books, TV shows. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, chances are we're going to be talking about it. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And today we are talking about Heroes And. Fantastic Four. Yes, the movie Fantastic just... Fantastic Flop. We're, whoa, whoa, Wait, whoa, whoa. No, I'm sorry. No, no, That's fan, not it. Fantastic... Working title. No, Fantastic Four. But, Fantastic Four. Got it. Yes. But before we jump into the discussion of, of the new movie that just came out, uh, we figured we would do and give you guys, the listeners, some reading recommendations. Uh, a lot of times you guys are curious on, hey, what are some good comic books to read? Where uh, should I jump in? Yeah. You go into a comic book store, it's easy to get overwhelmed, feel yeah. overwhelmed. Exactly. So we figured, let's let's make this a, a normal segment of our podcast and so um so yeah so we're gonna share with you guys the listeners some reading recommendations so cody what do you got man what would you recommend i'm gonna recommend hawkeye my life as a weapon by matt fraction it sees hawkeye trying to kind of prove himself as one of earth's mightiest heroes and it's cool because you think like you know in in the avengers in the movies Hawkeye kind of has a backseat. There's even jokes in Age of Ultron about him not really being needed on the team. And so you see Hawkeye in this, and he's he's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and he can definitely hold his own. So mm-hmm. it's definitely cool to cool to see that, cool to read that storyline. And they have a couple uh, continuations. Uh, I think there's a volume two and three as well mm-hmm. of that. So if you want to you know continue Hawkeye's story, it's pretty cool. How about you, Andy? Uh, for me, man, I I usually go with uh, a Batman graphic novel. Um, if I'm not if I'm not gonna recommend Old Man Old Man Logan, I'm gonna recommend a Batman comic book. Chances, and so um, so that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna recommend uh, Batman Volume One, The Count of of Owls, and so I think it's uh, excuse me, not Count Court of Owls, and uh, it's part of the New Fifty Two, and it's really good. It's a really it's again. It's when they read Scott Snyder, right? Exactly. It has my guy uh, writing the story of Batman. And when DC came and they relaunched everything, they called it uh, the new 52. And so um, this is volume one of that of that Batman run. And so you don't need a lot of backstory. This is issue number one. You just jump right in. And it's really good. The art's really it's really fun. And the story, it tells a, a great story of a villain that Batman has to face that um, may have a stronger connection to Gotham than he does. And it's just really, really good. So I would recommend Batman uh, Volume 1, The Court of Owls. Uh, again, that's part of the New 52 that they just they just launched. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's our recommendation, uh, reading recommendations to you guys, listeners. Hopefully you guys will check that out. And let us know what you think of it, if you guys like it or dislike it, if you think Hawkeye is cool. Yeah, I think Hawkeye is junk. <laughs> what not, a- not a fan of the Court of the Owls. Yeah, whatever. Or let, if you are, let yeah, us know. Let us know. Um, but we are here to talk about Heroes and Fantastic Four. Now, this is a first for, for the podcast because typically we have some notes that Cody and I are, are sharing. following along. Yeah. You know, at least just kind of a, a skeleton. Yeah. Give us, you know, so we know a little bit where we're going. Exactly. And so, uh, but for this one, this one's it's a first because there's our, here's our notes Here, <laughs> here's what we have in for our notes fight button smash combo up up down b finish him uh, so what that means is is that we are going to have some form of a healthy debate on this movie 
rather than give you our we're gonna give you our review what we thought of the movie but in Cody, that yes we're I, it seems from the conversations and we haven't talked a whole lot about the movie until we sat we're sitting down here now correct it seems like we disagree a little bit on on how well this movie or how good this movie was yeah. and so It'll be really interesting to me to see who is the one that's doing the finishing. Uh, but I also want to put the disclaimer out there that in Heroes and we strive to stay friends. Yes. So when we leave the mics, yes, we're still we leave them in unity. Yes, exactly. And in opinion, in opinions, liberty. <laughs> so. So, <laughs> so we're just we're going into this. Hopefully, it doesn't end. You know, hopefully, the recording of this isn't found fifty years from now, or you know, with Andy, one of our bodies there, or something crazy. Hopefully, so. <laughs> hopefully, there's another episode after this one, which you know. Uh, but but and all again, we need to also clarify and let you guys know, the listeners, that uh, there will be spoilers that we you know we'll go into the movie and we'll if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to spoil it for you. And so um, first, see the movie. And then come back and finish the episode. Um, but again, I'll, actually, I'll just say, don't see the movie. Okay, it's right. not okay. I'm sorry. All right, so I'm let's sorry. just I'm let's sorry. just start. All right, let's just start. All right, let's get into this. Uh, well, let me, Andy, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it? All right, so I gotta I gotta kind of reveal my my hand here and let you guys know. I I knew going into the movie that the reviews were bad, and okay. so I knew. Um, that it was the reviews were coming in and they weren't good. And I had seen the movie at that point. Yeah, and you, did, you know, thing we always do one emoji to you know send me your thoughts. Yeah, I sent the poop emoji. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he sent me the the poop uh, symbol, and so he uh, he saw it the day before. Uh, I saw it today, and so I I went into it uh, with my standards really low. So I, you need as you guys are listening to the podcast, Cody. As you're listening to me, give you my thoughts on the movie. I went into it with my, I went into it really nervous, and I uh, and I went into it with my with my standards really low. Also, as a reminder, this was the movie that I was most nervous about from our from our summer, summer movies episode. Exactly. So I went. I, so more of a reason for me to be nervous about it. The reviews came in and they weren't good. So uh, I went into the movie. My standards are super, were super low. Um, given saying all that, I enjoyed the movie. I on a scale of one to ten, I would give it probably a six or seven, which is higher than that. Yeah, which is higher than what any review. Or like any, if you're in if you're in a school in America, you just pass. <laughs> you're you're an average student. You just graduated. <laughs> Like you're gonna, <laughs> you're getting that diploma. You may not be great. <laughs> Harvard may not be in your future, but you could definitely make it to community college. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with going to community college. So I will give it a, a six or seven, right around there. Um, I think I enjoyed it more than than most people and most of the critics and the reviewers and all that stuff. So just as a just a quick, hey Andy, what'd you think? That's what I thought of it. Cody, how about you, man? What 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 do you think? And I'll give you my reasons well, why, but just what do you think of it? You know, what's your side of it? I, as as I said, I sent the the poop emoji, <laughs> the poop emoji, and uh, I I really like. There's a long list of things that I 
didn't like about it. It just, the biggest thing for me was, I think it just felt boring. Okay. If I was going to put a number on it. Would you give it a fantastic four? I would give it a, (laughs) I would give it a solid one and a half. A one and a half? Here's the thing. Normally, (laughs) like normally I, and maybe it's because I expect superhero movies, like I expect there to be, you know, some excellence there. Yeah. Because of Avengers and because of Chris Nolan's Batman movies. And so maybe my standards are too high. I don't know. But typically with most movies, I tend to be uh, very not I'm not very hypercritical. Mm -hmm. So I tend to, you know, like if it was if I didn't feel like I wasted my money, it was a good movie. You know, it succeeded in providing at least enough entertainment value, Mm -hmm. excuse me, to make me feel like I paid or I got my money's worth. Yeah. I've never felt like I got cheated out of the m- money for my ticket before. I never felt like I paid for something, for, <laughs> paid to see a movie, and I didn't get my money's worth until this Thursday. Oh, my gosh. When I went and saw Fantastic Four. So, that's brutal. I mean, that's that's a that's a tough grade. I, you, just so you understand who you're talking to. I know. I liked... Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. I like the first one. The first one was okay. I never saw Spirit of Vengeance, <laughs> but but I I actually really enjoyed Nick Cage's Ghost Rider. Okay. So, um all right, so let's which ironically is another hero with flame powers. But anyways, um let me tell you uh, give me let me give you some reasons why I why I thought it was okay. Why I I enjoyed it. Uh, as little or as much as I did. No, so you said now you're saying okay. What did I say before? You said good before. Okay, that's I just want to make sure. Okay, a I seven. Know what, a, a, a seven. A, remember, a I'm seven. still on that six or seven grain. Okay. okay. So, first off, you're you said that your one of your issues was it was it was slow, it was boring. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things I enjoyed about it that I thought was different was that it was a very slow burn compared to some of the other movies, other superhero movies. I thought that there was a lot of dialogue and I thought that there was um they were they were really painting a picture of hey this we're in this science world, uh we're in this field where we're really trying to um explore new dimensions and we're we're trying to you know save our our world and we're trying to risk it all you know and all that kind of stuff and so um it definitely had a sci-fi feel to it um on that level and i thought that they needed to somehow somehow they needed to spend enough time on that and to make it feel okay yeah this isn't just a happy superhero movie but this is they're trying their best to make it somewhat realistic and somewhat in See, our world and don't think i have an issue with the grounded stuff okay i like the grounded in reality yeah like, i like the you know chris nolan's batman movies mm-hmm. even man of steel was very much grounded yeah and that one i think superman smiles like two and a half times in that whole movie and yeah, so but, exactly but I still, even like with that one, it didn't feel, it didn't feel boring. That one didn't feel boring to me. With this one, I, like you have in the beginning of the, you have, you know, it starts with them with Reed and Ben as kids, right? Yeah. And from there, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like, so you start with them as kids 
And then, you know, they get to the, the science center or science convention. Yeah. Which this is another, this is a kind of a random sidebar of why it was, bo- why I thought it was boring. But why that, the, whoever's grading that, you know, the character that's grading, like after, after they do the science ex- or the experiment and they send the, the paper, uh, they plane. send the paper yeah. plane away and they bring it back. The guy says it's a magic trick. Like you had this kid set up in a friggin' gym, <laughs> and he just randomly grabs his paper airplane, and he set, you see the lights and you know and all that, and it's a magic it's a magic trick, and he's disqualified. I would I can understand your uh, I can understand what you're saying, and and the other other point I have to that is so there's the like there's these Reed and Ben yeah, and then there's a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, so. In what science convention or, you know, what whatever, uh-huh. are those two competing with each other? I thought from the the way I thought it when I saw that scene, I thought that, that the younger kid was there just um, with someone else. With someone else. I didn't think that's I never, possible. I didn't think that he was setting up a table next to him as a fellow competitor. I didn't think that. It's also highly convenient to me that the one science thing that Franklin Storm and Sue Storm are going to attend is the they meet the one guy that they needed to that can solve this whole this whole thing like this is the guy well that he can figure it out well that's that's general movie magic that the the chances of no, don't come at me with no, your movie, but that's, movie magic love but that's the same <laughs> I mean that you can say that about any oh how like what are the chances of uh, of this person you know being bumping into that w- one character at that one time like you can say that about any movie almost like that's the whole point of so, uh, like that's elements okay. coming together if that's if that's the case then what i want to see is i want there to be some indication that franklin storm and sue storm have been going to multiple ones of these things trying to find the guy now yes maybe Maybe some explanation to that. Why they? Why are these two characters visiting schools and visiting science fairs? Yes, but there are. You do know that they've been working on this for years now, and yeah. so so there is so there is some time investment with these two characters that they've been with Sue and with his dad, with her dad. Um, they've they've been invested in the science experiment for years, and that's another thing too. I liked the little snippets of of Victor Von Doom. I thought the way they introduced him and his I take think on the, he's the best part of the movie. I would I would agree with you. I would agree that they Until that he came back. Well, but. I would agree that they that they did really good with him. But but yeah, so there's there's even some investment. Obviously, they talk about it in the movie, but for some reason, Victor Victor kind of burned Franklin and left that science company or organization or whatever. Yeah. And so now, when when he proposes, hey, let's bring him back. You know, this pushback. Well, why would you want to bring Victor back? Yeah. He's bad or he didn't, you know, he wasn't a, a good person to work with or whatever, you know. So, again, I, I, for me, it, it made those dots easier to connect. Okay, they've been they've been trying to solve this thing for a while now. And so, yeah. I, I, Which whole, I, I get. I understand, yeah. I understand that they've been working on this for, I think it's 10 years. Yeah. Since they, they've been trying to do this. But I... I don't know. Going back to to the ways I thought it was boring. So, like from the science center stuff, it just seems it seems like there wasn't enough to maybe keep me interested along the way. I guess I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if there's, you know, I mean, like we talked about in the origins episode, we talked about there being a good balance of of drama, you know, versus you know, like either whether it's action scenes or comedy or whatever yeah. it is, you know, just to keep the viewer interested. I felt like that wasn't there. 
And I know that you can be introduced to multiple characters and, you know, that you're seeing all for the first time. Mm-hmm. You can, I know that that can be done and it can be done effectively because of like things like Guardians of the Galaxy or things like, like the Harry Potter yeah. movies. You know, we're meeting all of those people for yeah. the first time in one movie and we walk away with a good sense of who they are and everything. I felt like I didn't get that with this with Fantastic Four. I thought I, I would I would agree with you that we didn't see signs of their true personalities, of, of, particularly with the four heroes. Um, you didn't see a lot of their the way they relate to each other. You really didn't see that too much. You kind of saw them work together. So on a working level, you saw how they okay, how this is how they would work and this is how they would be with as far as relationship-wise if they were co-workers. And so you kind of saw that a little bit, but yeah. but you didn't see them um, really embrace their human torch personality or, or their, the, you know, the thing and yeah, his with, personality. With the human or, torch, only like kind of classic human torch thing you get is the fact that he's a little bit cocky, he's a little bit arrogant. Yeah, and, and then he likes a race car. He likes his racist crappy Toyota. Yeah. Well, he, well, I think to that I think it maybe points to him being more of a of a daredevil, or maybe or a, a re- rebellious kind of or or maybe a risk taker. So, and I I thought it was cool to that driving scene that there is a the the Super Mario uh fire plant is mm-hmm. on the is the little power up is on height like hanging from his window. I thought that was kind of I clever. Thought, I thought that was good. Foreshadowing. Exactly. Um so so I thought the some of the personality traits, yeah, they didn't come out. You know, another thing that really wasn't even tackled was the love interest between Between Reed and and, and Sue Storm. And Sue Storm, yeah. Like so to, I, to me with Sue Storm, uh it's convenient that, <laughs> that she becomes the invisible woman. Because that's kind of how I felt like she was the whole movie, with Sue with Sue Storm, and I I guess I could say this with with uh, with Doctor Doom as well, or with Von Victor Doom yeah. as well, and with Johnny. What may, like what qualifies them to be like to be working on this? So like with uh, with Sue Storm, she says she's good with pattern recognition, right? Yeah. So she's good with pattern recognition. So that qualifies her to make the suits, the environment suits. I imagine that she brings other stuff to the table. But, okay. But <laughs> okay. Yeah, I imagine that's the it's case. Just, but but also again, being being Franklin's daughter, I'm assuming that she's smart. You know, I'm well, assuming yeah. that they're and both both her and Johnny are smart. Yeah, and I think the the what the filmmakers are banking on is that assumption. But at the same time. So she's they do all the stuff with the pattern recognition in the beginning, and then she's like they start talking about how she's like oh I'm gonna I make I'm making the suits mm-hmm. for you know for this and so okay so she's gonna make the environment suits you know so then later on you know towards the end there the pattern recognition stuff comes back up again yeah I I thought I what I guess what I wanted was somehow I think with the pattern recognition that could have worked into her superpower. You know, like maybe okay, whatever they're saying she's good at. Like I would have, I would have rather she's good at this, and so that's kind of like influences maybe a little bit her superpower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, but to but to to use that logic, then then you know you can say that about the other characters. Like why, why you know why why is you know Reed why has he become 
his powers to stretch. Like it, the, before the experiment that he was like, was he into yoga? Like, Maybe. Like, what, like, what are you like? I don't know where it sent you. Like, how much? How much can can they lay out for? Yeah. For where us? Do you, yeah. What, like, I don't know what. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I know. I know. I. And I, well, I guess okay. Backing it up, yeah. I I thought that was when when they started talking about pattern recognition and stuff. I thought that they were gonna go the route where her power is manipulating light and stuff like that. Mm-hmm changing the patterns of light to you know to make it to, to, to go make, invisible, to or, to, invisible or the force field i thought that we got a good explanation of why the thing turns into the thing the thing or you know why ben turns into the thing because we have the cheesy shot of all the rocks flying in on his face <laughs> and so okay so he comes back with the rocks so he becomes rocks that makes sense I mean, this is the fly. This is the fly. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's almost in this movie. Uh, so then with Human Torch, the fire gets in. Yeah. What's the explanation for Reed's power? He does yoga, bro. You he does, see, I you guess so. You're, you're probably the, right. Maybe he, it's because he can stretch his mind to, <laughs> to ways that, you know, normal people. So, I, don't, I don't know. But also, <laughs> what, what, what I do know is that they this experiment went wrong and that these they got these powers and i think if you compared it to the first one um, not that this should be the you know the line to measure it by the measuring stick but compared it to the first one i'm okay with how these the new fantastic four how they got their powers versus how the other ones got their power the other one the the experiment went wrong they were exposed to this radiation and then they the dots are well because he was exposed now he's this monster because he was exposed now he's he stretches because he was exposed he turns on fire and she's invisible now well with this new one i appreciate that okay they do some little attempts to make it you know to connect those dots for the viewers right um but the other thing too uh, before one and to kind of go back to a reason why i enjoyed it again going back to that sci-fi feel to it i also felt like it was a they they were scenes and, and times of the movie that it was a, a horror movie at times uh of a monster movie of an alien type movie especially when they went to the other dimension when it was the four of them the four guys um and they're just kind of walking around and they're they're trying to figure out what that green stuff is and it reminded me very like alien like you know hey don't touch the, you know don't touch that goo don't touch that you know it had that very tension yeah. it was building for me a little bit um and then even when stuff was going bad the way that Victor Von Doom, how he was, you know, how he fell in the pit and how it was kind of just overtaking him. It felt very, very. It, I mean, it was pretty intense. I'm, I mean, I was watching and I'm thinking that's that's terrifying. And I was thinking, I mean, the way the actor, I mean, I thought the actor did a really good job with his. Oh screaming. yeah, I love Toby I mean, Kebbell. Yeah, I, I, mean, I love that actor. Yeah, like I thought he did a really good job. And so for me, I thought, man, that's there are some really good, you know, snippets of of a horror genre of. Uh, in a sci-fi type genre i would agree with you cody on there were times in the movie that it was boring or it was slow i will i will very strongly agree with you the way i break up the movie in my head everything to what everything up to when they get back from the from the other dimension i thought i think it's very entertaining i i'm i'm with the movie up to that point the next 30 to 40 minutes where they're being used for the government that that's okay i i mean 
it, it was all right. I didn't think I, I that was kind of boring to me a little bit. Yeah, and I but, agree. I think the stronger part of the movie was was the that first. I don't know if it's an hour, maybe forty yeah. minutes, but to when they get back, when they get back, and then I think it picks up again when they go when they have the next crew go to the other dimension, and we're you know that's where Victor Von Doom is, and so I, I think so. There's a small window there for me that it was kind of boring, but again, I I don't I don't, I don't think it was as terrible as everyone's making it out to be. Um, is there another reason why you didn't like it? Because uh, I, I have I have a list. I just I'm just kind of trying to go back and forth here. After you, I feel I, like I've I feel like I've said more things I don't like about it. <laughs> All right, so, so. kind of talking about the main villain, I really and we've kind of already said it, but I really enjoyed Doctor Doom, and I enjoyed even that they really didn't even call him Doctor Doom. The one time that they called him Dr. Doom was when he was being negative and Sue just like, way to go, Dr. Doom. Like, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, a little I, clever. A little yeah. Little. I, didn't I think, appreciated yeah, that. Yeah, that was, I, I thought that was really, that was uh, handled very nicely. And so. And then um, there's the other time where he says, he's, uh, he said like what they say, what's next or something. And he just, yeah. And he says there's only doom. Yeah. I thought, again, he's not, I, I thought, I thought that character was great. Um, I, when he comes back as Dr. Doom, as we know him, as, you know, comic book readers and whatnot, when he comes back as Dr. Doom, he is a monster. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, just a spoiler alert, again, um, on the movie, but also just on Secret Wars. Um, if you haven't read the Secret War stuff yet, uh, you might want to just jump a minute or two. But it reminded me of... Doctor Doom from Secret Wars. Yeah, and me too. And that Doctor Doom, he thinks he's a god, and he sees everyone below him. And so in the movie, when he's straight up murdering people, and not just by a shock like a lightning shock, he is straight popping heads. That, I mean, that again, going back to that Quite horror. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Um, when he's it, it went back to that that horror. I thought this is. This is intense. I mean, that that might have been the most intense villain, maybe that we've seen in a comic book movie. I don't know if we straight up seen another comic book villain straight up murder people the way he was murdering people. Not on screen. Yeah, exactly. If so we have. yeah, I, I I don't know. So again, I really enjoyed that character. I enjoyed how he um, was arrogant. Um, there was a sense of like he thought he was better than everyone, especially when he got his powers and. Again, I really thought uh, it reminded me of how we see Doctor Doom in, in the comics, um, which I I really I really appreciate that. Um, so you you like do you like Doom? Uh, so I liked Victor Von Doom. Okay. I I and again I like the actor because yeah. particularly I think of the Planet of the Apes movies because he's Koba in those. Uh, so he's a villain in those. Yeah. Um, but so I I. With Doom, the I I don't know maybe it's just me wanting more, but the stuff, the like the setup or, or the explanation of him disagreeing, having some type of falling out with Franklin Storm and with the Baxter, you know, like with the school or whatever. Yeah. I would have liked to know a little bit more of why that happened. I also thought it was a little ridiculous when Franklin goes to see him, and that uh, that Victor won't even look at him. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you caught that. When when he was like playing video games in the, yeah. at the yeah. arcade. And, and he stops playing the video games. It's yeah, not like yeah. he's just engaged in his video games. He's just the whole time he's looking off like Franklin's standing off to his right. Yeah. And he's stays looking off to his left. He won't even excuse me. He won't even look at Franklin. Yeah. Which seemed a little like I and again, they don't they aside from saying that, you know, like the characters being like, Why would you? you know. And I get that they like we're just jumping right into these characters' lives, you know. We're just seeing a piece of it, so we're not. They're not going to be like, "Oh, you remember that one time," you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's a flashback or whatever, but so anyway, I liked Victor Von Doom when he comes in. It seemed a little ridiculous when he was all like, he gets all jealous of. Or it seems like he's jealous of Reed, mm-hmm. uh, with Sue Storm. That. It's like, it just, I don't know. It seemed like it was like kind of classic, like movie villain, like yeah, cheesy, like, oh, he, I love, you're stealing my love interest, which is a little, a little weird. But so I liked, I liked that he was never necessarily a bad, mm-hmm. like he was never mean yeah, necessarily to the Fantastic Four. He had a good working relationship with them. He appreciated Reed's work, even though he saw ways, he thought he saw ways that Reed was his, you know, was inferior to him. Mm-hmm. Uh but so then when he comes back, I well I will say that I thought he looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Of of all of them, I think he looked like of the Fantastic Four plus him. I think he looked the, like the most interesting. The way his environment suit was molded or melted into yeah. his body was yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool. But I, in like, I'm think trying to think of it as you know from the perspective of a viewer that mm-hmm. doesn't know Dr. Doom or anything like that. What are his powers exactly? Like I get like I he's like you know he has a telekinesis and stuff like that. Yeah. In the in the movie, but it seems like like he they, he comes back and he's acting like he's all limp and whatnot. In my head, the explanation for that is He's just trying to get to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I, makes sense. I think he's. I think he's totally. He's. He's, he's, he's bluffing. To, yeah. He's to playing get them possum. To, to get them to bring him back, uh, to you know, to our world. Yeah. So, but then he comes back, and then all of a sudden he just starts like throwing stuff and blowing people's heads up and and crazy stuff like that. And I felt like you never got a good explanation of of who his powers of what his powers were. So. Like and I know I said the movie was boring and I still agree with that. But so it seems like it's boring up until that final fight scene, and then that final fight scene is like felt like ten minutes, like tops. Like it was it was so quick. It felt too quick for that piece. I thought I thought and you, go ahead. But I I really think though with Doom, you didn't get his like his powers either weren't fleshed out enough or maybe we needed to see him some in you know in the alternate dimension to. You know, just cut away, like, just elsewhere or whatever it is. Yeah. Just to see, like, oh, he's still alive and everything. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, everybody who knows the Fantastic Four knows that Doom's going to be the villain. Like, we knew he wasn't he wasn't dead when he fell, yeah. of course. Like, I don't think that they had anybody fooled, necessarily. It's not like with the Winter Soldier, where there's people that don't know who the Winter Soldier is. Yeah. So. You see, that's what, that's what I would, I, again... A healthy debate, but that's where I would counter you back with is people for the most part understand that Dr. Doom is the arch nemesis to the Fantastic Four. And they understood for the most part, like, oh, he's not really dead. You know, that's, right. you know, you're, no one's surprised that he's still alive. Right. And so I think going into that, I think for the most part, people know that 
or have a pretty good understanding of his powers that really he's just he's just a bad dude you know and what's what's tough with dr doom i think is where the character has gone like as far as in the comics i think he has evolved as a supervillain and he his powers are you know what they used to be when they when he was first introduced in the comics is not right. at all where he is now right in currently in the comics and i think i think there's so many different aspects to his powers where he has some form of a, a sense of electricity um there is a form maybe of telekinesis in there now, as are well are you talking movie doom or are you talking i'm just talking comic book doom? i'm i'm just talking as a just in general a both and okay as i think there's there's different there, there's different things to this character, to Doctor Doom, and I think as a viewer, particularly me as a comic book viewer, I just know that he can. I mean, no one can match up with Doctor Doom for the most part, and because he's so powerful, um, just in general. But right. I think, and, but and, I, but I think that it, when in the movie that they just, they just know like, okay, he, um, he has this this telekinesis again. He's kind of controlling those rocks. You know, he's just controlling those rocks. But then also, I think how he's killing people, I think that goes back to telekinesis. Like, I don't think... Well, that's the thing. It seemed like in this, it was all telekinesis. Yeah. Like, I think I know, I mean, of course, like his body, like there was a green flowing through his body. Mm -hmm. But it seemed to me like it was just all telekinesis. And he said that he just had power. And so, in my mind, I'm I'm wondering what that looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's what he, like that's the extent of what he, how he kind of describes himself because he just has, he just has power. Yeah, and so, it, like, and that's kind of what made me think that it was gonna. That's kind of what made me think of the Secret Wars Doom. Mm-hmm. But and I know, like, like you said, and even like I played the like the Ultimate Alliance, the video game, video game yeah. years ago, and he was the big bad in that game. And so mm-hmm. I like I know Doom. He's like he's just a bad dude. And I know that there's a lot of different variations of him, and because you know, because he's out to get more power and things yeah. like that. There's variations of what kind of power, what his powers look like. But I felt like in this, the the only explanation we get is when he starts popping heads. Yeah. Of you know, I felt like that was the only explanation we get of his superpower. Yeah, I was. I would agree with you that the connection isn't really there. I think that for the most part, we're just witnessing um this monster who is coming back from this other dimension. And I think, I think maybe, maybe the writers and the producers and the, maybe even the director, but maybe there's just this kind of this mystery to his character. We don't know exactly how this happened, but he just came back as this monster now. And he's just, he's killing people and he's just, he wants to destroy our, our world. Like that was his game. Like his end plan was to destroy our world. So then he can live in his world, which is, insane but very somewhat accurate you can say to comic book runs and uh, of oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah of that character and even the first time we see him he's saw he's completely solitary like the yeah blinds are drawn <laughs> he very clearly just wants to be in by himself yeah i thought i thought yeah this guy he definitely did a great job playing this this character um speaking of the director okay um there's uh, i there's some there's been some drama. There, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot and of tension. Kind of, like my roommate, I went and saw the movie with my roommate, mm-hmm. and he texted me the next morning after we both like we both didn't 
didn't enjoy the movie, but he texted me and he was like, have you seen all this stuff with this director? Yeah. He's like, what? A, and he said, what a train wreck. And that's the best way to describe it, I think. So if for those of you that you're listening to us talk about the stuff with the director and you don't know, you don't know what we're saying, Josh Trank directed this movie, directed Fantastic Four. Uh, he directed, or he's kind of gained some popularity for directing a movie a couple of years ago called Chronicle, yeah, which was took on the teen superpower kind of dynamic, and it did it in a really fun way, or not necessarily a fun way, but a unique way, and yeah. it's a, a really good movie. I would suggest, if you haven't seen it, picking it up. Yeah. Uh, but So he did that movie, and then he got, so he got signed on to do this movie. I think at one point they were going to try and somebody was going to try and get him on for a Spider-Man movie. If I'm not mistaken, maybe it was Venom. Maybe. But so anyway, so uh, he tweeted out the night that uh, August 6th, the movie came out August 7th. So he tweeted out the night that it was premiering. Mm-hmm. And he said, a year ago, I had a fantastic version of this and it would have re- received great reviews. You'll probably never see it. That's reality, though. And that tweet very quickly dele- was deleted from his profile. <laughs> but guess what? Screenshots are forever. Yes, if they you are. have, if you're on Snapchat at all, yeah. you know this. <laughs> you know, screenshot like Josh Trank. Somebody needs to explain <laughs> screenshots to Josh Trank because I'm yes. looking at the tweet, a screenshot of the tweet yeah. right now. So it seems like, and I, I've read a couple like articles and stuff like that. It seems like maybe he kind of got pushed out towards the end there. There's been citations of like creative differences or even things like him just being difficult to deal with. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's kind of it's really interesting to me it's, all all of this stuff that is going on with him. It's a little disappointing because I would honestly, man, you don't want this attention uh, to be brought to your movie. You know that there's some form of disunity between the directors and the movie studio. And I think, I think the the cast, for example, I think they've been doing a lot of, you know, appearances to promote the movie. And so um, they're doing the best they can to still put on a good face for this movie. And so I would, hopefully people will will go watch it, but with the, you know, they, they don't want it to be a negative. Yeah. A flack on their career. Exactly. And so unfortunately with the reviews being already bad and with this tension and this weird drama happening with the director and the studio definitely isn't good for the for the movie just in general and so it's unfortunate that this is all happening but you know it is what it is again i I don't i i saw it i I didn't i didn't think it was the worst movie out there i again i gave it a six slash seven six point five definitely i'll I'll say a six point five you definitely are the exception the exception to the rule here rotten tomatoes yes if you know if you're a fan of that that rotten tomatoes i know some people only see movies if they get do well on rotten tomatoes it got a it's right now as of us recording this it is at a nine percent and just for comparison's sake Sharknado 3 got a 34%. <laughs> a movie that was made by sci-fi <laughs> for TV. For TV, Andy. Is doing, is received better than this movie. Cody, would you rather see Sharknado 3 than, yes. see, than seeing Fantastic? Yes, without, without consideration. Okay. I would rather see all three Sharknados than see this movie. Would you rather see... 
Lord of the Rings, all three extended. I would version. rather I would rather or, waste or. a whole day of my life <laughs> with 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 Frodo and the One Ring to rule them all than this movie, Andy. Oh my gosh! I, again, I don't think it was that bad, um, <laughs> Andy. The fact <laughs> that you have to say that bad be- because again that, that it speaks volume. In I know in because of like I know because I what I went. <laughs> I went into the movie. I went into the movie already knowing that people were were straight up pooping on it. You literally, I literally <laughs> through the phone, through the phone, sent me a poop. If somebody emoji. brought me the tape, I would literally. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just kidding. so okay. So I have more reasons why I thought it was okay. a pretty, pretty. It was a good, okay movie. The case for Fantastic Four. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, I also enjoyed from this movie that seeing the relationship between Reed and and Ben, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. I I I really appreciate that that aspect of the movie. Maybe maybe that's why they didn't dive into Reed and Sue Storm. Maybe they didn't want to focus on that love relationship. Maybe they 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 wanted to focus more on because they were focusing more on the friendship. Of Reed yeah and Ben. Yeah, maybe that's why they. And I'm okay with that because I again I enjoyed that aspect of it. That's something that wasn't done before in the other movies, and so it was another a different take to to seeing this group of superheroes. And I the the cool thing too about it, you know, going on with the theme of consequences, right? We're getting ready next summer, Captain America: Civil War and Batman v Superman, right? Heavy theme of consequences. With this one, you kind of saw a little bit of that where Reed. Reed thought, "Hey, this experiment it went bad, and, and my friends, my coworkers, my colleagues they suffered because of me." And I, I really thought that was, I thought that was very proper in how they handled that. And I thought it oh, was. I agree with that. And even more than him putting the responsibility on himself, I like that that Ben, aka the Thing, that he was really upset at Reed. That he was upset that he left, and he kind of left him stranded there leaving him with only one option to work for the government at that point when the he when that other option Did op- he really only have one option though? It's either that or I mean, what else would you They're gonna kill a guy that's made of rocks. It's either that it, you're either gonna become a science experiment and and do what the government says or you're going to you're gonna be on the run. And that I think you see that from the X Men movies. There's only there's only two ways to go about yeah, it. Yeah, there's only there's only those two there's only those two ways. So I think for, to Ben, to to give him some credibility, I think he only saw either I run like Reed ran, and I run for the rest of my life because the government is after me because they want to know what the heck happened over there, or I work for them and I just cooperate with what they want to do. I think those, I, and I think yeah, I don't see what other option there is besides those two options for those guys at that point. Um, so I I really enjoy that when 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 they did capture him and they brought him back that he that. That the thing and Reed that they weren't buddies immediately. They he was mad and he had no problem hunting him down and bringing him in. I thought See, that was cool. So I w- with the hunting him down thing. So they it's it, the way they kind of explain it in the movie or the way the movie does it, it. Seems like they just hunt him down and they don't take any of the stuff he's been working on. They don't like anything with his hideout. Seems like they just leave it all alone, which doesn't make sense to me because I think if 
Like, yeah, I get maybe like Reed's been out of touch for a year. Yeah. Maybe Ben would be upset with him. But in my mind, it's they get there and they see that Reed's trying, been working on a single person shuttle. Like Reed's been trying to find a way to go back. He's obviously wants to go back to fix himself or, mm-hmm. you know, to fix them. Yeah. Right. To, to find a cure. And but do they they never reference it like the stuff he'd been working on at all. There's never like a you know, like Ben sees the work that Reed had been doing and then like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, man. Like there's there's never any of that. And it seemed like to me that Ben was or the thing at that point was kind of overreacting. And I get that he's like, you know, maybe just because he's it's the nature of him being like a, a very much a physical, you know, transformation that happens there. But he's the one who listened to his drunk friend when his drunk friend said, hey, let's go to an alternate alternate dimension in this shuttle that nobody's ever gone through. And we're not particularly qualified to go through because we're a bunch of teenagers that are drunk. Yeah, it was a free, like, I get that, yeah, it's, Reed led him in that, but it was kind of a freak accident. I mean, it's not like Reed is, like, there's no way any of them could have known that was going to happen, like, and they kind of were doing, like, if they were going to go, they, they kind of were in a place that they shouldn't have been. For one, like, to step out of the craft. Yeah. Okay. To then climb down and start messing with this green stuff that they have no idea about. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that, the, not a great call. On not it. not the smartest thing to do. I thought to your point, Cody, with the thing and him being upset. You know what? Out of the rest of the team, he is he literally is a monster, and not like not like Doom, where he still looks somewhat. He has a human body type thing. Like I think to him, like that's what they're calling him. Yeah, in, in the I, news article or the sightings. Exactly. So I think to him, he's thinking. Out of everyone in the team, I'm the one that lost the most. My life, as it used, as it, what it was, is that's not the case anymore. So I think to him, it, it validates why he is as upset with Reed as he is. He's the one that lost the most out of the uh, the most right. out of the whole team. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, I would be really, I would be really upset too if I was if I was in his shoes. Also, I think that there are people in our lives, Cody, that if if they whether the whole drinking thing, yeah, that's tough. I, I don't know how to argue that. I don't know. I don't know how to argue that. But I do know that there are people in our lives that if they told us, hey, we're going to do this, that we, we would just do it because we, we trust those people. We have a deep relationship with those, with those people, a long relationship with those people. And so I think that that's probably what happened with, with Ben and with Reed. Reed calls him in the middle of the night. Hey, you're doing this. You and I, we got this whole thing started. I'm here because you helped me out. So I'm bringing you along. And I thought, I, yeah, I, I would, I, maybe I would go too. Like maybe I definitely wouldn't get out of the shuttle and I definitely wouldn't walk down or climb down or anything, but I might, I might tag along for the ride because it may be as that person that I trust and that I have a deep respect, deep respect for that. If they just ask me to do anything like, Hey, Give me my, give me your keys to your truck. I might go and just give him the keys to my truck, no questions asked. So I might just do that because who, who yeah. that person is. Yeah, but and I, I, I understand the trust thing. Yeah, as, as you know, I have this gnarly scar on my head. Yes, because I went and went to a spring with some friends, mm-hmm. and we were just having a good time, 
and I was, you know, swimming in the spring. We were all swimming in the spring. I cut my head on a rock accidentally, and now I have, you know, ambulances, ambulance ride, and a whole whole nine yards, hospital bills, things like that. And so I get that, like, I was in that. I was the only one that lost. I was the only like the only one with any consequences. Yeah, but. I, and I just trusted my, like, I just went there with my friends. I just, I feel like, like, obviously, the thing isn't the only one that's affected by this. Everyone's kind of affected by it. And I get, yes, his is the most, like, that's got to be emotionally traumatic. Yeah. To to have to deal with being, like, looking like, a, um, a quite literally, a monster. But, yeah. I don't know, it just seemed like he was putting too much blame on Reed. When really, I mean, like, I get Doom's not there, but Doom is the one that started playing around with the green stuff. Yeah. It was all of their decision to... It definitely could have gone either way with, you know, figuring out who's to blame. But I think I think maybe it was more personal for Ben because it was his buddy. It was his his yeah. his best friend that he he's known since fifth grade. And so maybe he's, for him, that that's the only personal connection. So it's maybe reasonable and understandable why he would be the one to blame him the most because he knows him the most. But, right. uh, but I, again, I enjoyed that relationship. I enjoyed that they were able to, we were able to see that and the consequences that um, because of the experiment, you know, Ben, the thing suffered the most and he was really upset about that. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense. I think any relationship um, would, that would be the case. So Cody, anything else, man, on, on the movie? The the only other thing I had, I, I want to kind of mention real quick is uh, so when they're going to finish the there's this the part or the scene where they big the big reveal happens that they finish the device right yeah so that scene starts with Reed sleeping on his desk he's sleeping Sue comes wakes him up and you know they're like laughing or whatever yeah and then Victor's like you know I you, he kind of calls him out he calls him out and says he's being unprofessional and then Reed says. Oh, well, we finished it. Yeah. Like, Sue, show him. We finished it already. How is, one, why is he sleeping if they're, they've been working on this thing? He's been working on this thing since he was, like, in fifth grade. <laughs> but he's just going to sleep through the climax? I don't know. I don't know. Well, how don't... does he, so, if one, why is Reed sleeping? Uh-huh. Two, if Victor, Victor's been working on this thing for ten years, too, how does he not know that they're almost done? How does Franklin not know that they're almost done, like, or that they're finished? You yeah. Know? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's, I guess it's it's kind of a little, like, it's a small drop in, you know, the rest of the movie, but it just seems silly to me that. Yeah, I can see that. Nobody else, nobody else knows. <laughs> like, and not... the Reed's like, oh yeah, I've been working on it since fifth grade, but you know, nap time. <laughs> Maybe you should go back to kindergarten, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean I, yeah I, I guess that that is a little that is a little silly but i don't know at the end at the end of the day cody to your back to your point i don't maybe trying to defend the movie i feel like i'm doing this is what we're doing <laughs> um maybe they finished it when sue arrived and she was working on what she was working on and so, so reed wakes up to do three more keystrokes oh no what i'm saying is what if she was the one that finished it because that's what I'm saying. Maybe uh, yeah, he, maybe I, I he get. get it. I get it. Maybe they finished it in those those two and a half seconds when Reed woke up. Possibly, <laughs> but possibly. My point is, why did nobody know that they were that close? Well, 
I don't. I don't know. I'm okay with not knowing. It, it just it makes it just doesn't make sense to me. But what that scene does reveal, though, is again back to that tension that Reed has with Victor and with and with Sue. Again, obviously, we don't. It's not. It, they don't flat out say anything, but there is some kind of weird there was a, appreciation for Sue on Victor's Victor has, yeah, yeah that Victor has, and so they, I'm okay that they didn't dive into it and that, that they didn't make it super obvious or you know cheesy or anything, but you know again it kind of just it it definitely made that more real and um, it gave more roots to that of hey there's already some tension or some jealousy between. Between Victor and Reed and with Sue kind of being in the middle. But again, maybe he, I don't know. I, I don't know why he took a nap. Reed, I can't back you up on that one, bro. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, uh, I don't know why, why, he, why he took a little power nap there. But, but anyways, uh, I, think, I think that's every, everything we really wanted to say on Fantastic Four. The numbers so far coming of the movie, they're, they're not so hot. Again, the reviews are, are pretty bad. Even money wise, they're the studio's kind of concerned that are they are they even going to break even, you know, given how much it costs to make, make the movie and all that, right? So, I don't even know if they're going to break even. Um, it had a pretty low Thursday night and Friday night showing, um, which would be the biggest nights I would think of any movie, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think the numbers are going to be that hot. Um, but again, Cody gave it a 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. gonna, on a scale of one to ten, not like one to five. Yeah. On a scale, on a one, scale to, of one to ten, he gave it a solid one point five. I gave it a, a six point five. One emoji rating. <laughs> the the poop emoji. If you yeah. have an iPhone, but on the poop emoji, you'll notice that it's smiling. It should not be smiling. <laughs> on, on the poop, on the one one emoji review, I gave I shot Cody the emoji of like the scary face, but that was a reference that I I enjoyed the horror take that they went with it. So, um, so that's our thoughts on on Heroes and Fantastic Four. Let us know what you guys think. If you guys see it, um, if you guys have anything that you want to say to us about what we thought about it, if you're Team Fantastic Flop or Team Six Point Five. <laughs> I don't know what do, what do we call it. That's, you're giving me the you're giving me a terrible hashtag. You got to give me something better than that. Okay, you, okay. you gave yourself a fantastic flop, which is really clever, okay. and that's a good play so on hashtag words. Hashtag fantastic flop, or what's yours gonna be, Andy? I, I don't know. The, hashtag the, fantastic fair, fantastic fair. It was fair. It was a, it was an okay movie. So fantastic fair. It does, it's not as cool. It's not, it's not as cool and clever and funny as fantastic. How about, how about we just forget the fantastic flop and fantastic fair? You can just if you want to give us your thoughts on the movie, just hashtag heroes and fantastic four number four, not four spelled out. Okay, heroes and fantastic. Four, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroes and. Let us know your thoughts in all of those, all of, or on any of those platforms. You can email us anytime at heroes and podcasts at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts there as well. Uh, but that's it for today's episode, Heroes and Fantastic Four. Uh, again, as always, you can subscribe, rate, and review our episodes. 
as much as you can do that, we would appreciate it. And yeah. in any shout outs on social media you can give, we'd appreciate those as well. But until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Cody. And, and we're, we're out. out.